You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad and I'm delighted to be able to catch up with Michael Kerr who it's been three years since we connected in New Orleans at Folk Alliance International we're back again. Uh, a very interesting three years because immediately after Folk Alliance the world shut down. And this is my first time to kind of come out again three years later. Um, Did you emerge last year or are you only emerging as well? I'm only emerging this year. 2023 is going to be my year to sort of get things back on track. Um, So how was the last three years? um, Well, initially it was just obviously a big, don't know what I'm doing, um, because I I sort of did the, the, the... New Orleans Focalance and then uh, a few shows in New York and as soon as and two weeks after I got back from that that's when COVID happened and I was like well <laughs> anything that I've done in the past sort of six months is now dead yes and, and all, the, all, the, all the investment you'd made in <laughs> creating, yeah. creating a, 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 a tour list or whatever was down the tubes yeah so and then on top of that obviously you're I'm a full time musician back in Belfast and so all my work was gone Yeah. and so nobody knew what was going on for a couple of months you know because yeah. we were waiting on government grants and we were waiting on uh, get, get back plan and stuff and just a couple of months just turned into two years it seemed yes. you know? yeah. and then I think last year I spent more time sort of getting ahead above water and come to terms with what way the world is at the moment and you know sort of get your your reserves back up and sort of just concentrate on writing not worried about releasing music not worried about investing any money just sort of investing more in my well-being and when you say that <coughs> since 2020 the world has changed yeah since 2020 has Michael changed? that's a good question that's a good question I know my songwriting changed um, I'm, I'm, sick of, I'm sick of writing sad songs okay I'm sort of concentrating on writing upbeat songs about getting off your ass and doing something about it and stop right. feeling sorry for yourself um, have I changed I don't know I think I think I appreciate my craft more now when it was taken away from me um, because no way when you're doing your gigs back home and stuff right. and you're like oh Jesus three bloody gigs this week and you know or whatever I can't be bored doing them and then when you have to go out and do delivery driving for Amazon then you realise how bad some people really get it you know yeah. how fortunate you are to be where you are so yeah I think it'll be a bit more appreciation that um, the world is back open again and I can do what I do um, and probably just try not to take advantage or complain I'm going to ask that question I'll put it another way then would you say that your eyes have changed and by that I mean now just based on the comment you made uh, if you're out there driving an Amazon trunk and you get to realise how other people have to live their life would you say your view, how you now see out through your eyes that your perspective has changed? Oh yeah, I, I think I realise how lucky I have it. You know, I think when you're in that, when you've been doing something so long and you, you always think the grass is always greener. It's 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 not. That's, you know, that's down south. Yeah. Up <laughs> 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 north, we're not doing too well. It's probably because we have too many unions. So we shouldn't say that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but you have to be able to laugh. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, so yeah, I think when someone gets taken away from you, you appreciate it a wee bit more. And um, but it, it, it's taken time to get back on the saddle again. You know. So you said like you're writing, you you would probably uh, be reflective, more um, vibrant, positive. Yeah. rather than the morose yeah, I think perspective people, I think people need cheered up yeah. after that after the whole pandemic you know so what's in the pipeline um, well this trip 
uh, here was uh, was kindly funded by the, Art, the Arts Council, and um, it's all about reconnecting. So all all my old sort of contacts and um, old leads and stuff sort of went dead after the New Orleans conference, yeah. and it's literally just meeting all the same people again and just yeah. sort of going right. What, what, what way? What way can we get back on track? And um, it's been great, you know, just meeting. I'll see a lot of familiar faces and just seeing a lot, a lot more music and just seeing a lot more positivity, positivity again and ready to go, you know. So mm-hmm. after, so I've got, I head to Nashville tomorrow for a week and then after Nashville I go to New York for a week and then um, again just exploring, playing, writing and uh, reconnecting with the world again, reconnecting with with America at least, you know. What <coughs> would be your ideal venue? Like where are you most comfortable? Venues, um, yeah. I would play anywhere as long as the sound was good. Yeah, because I know if I would look at the you guys when you get up on stage, particularly in a pub, you're in a battle with the audience. I, th- I think you're in a battle more with the sound, you know. Well, and yeah, but if you increase the sound, they just uh, the talk gets louder. You, you're, it's a competition, and, and yeah. it's just the nature of the venue. So when I say like, what would be your ideal, ideal venue? You know, where do you feel that you are able to? Um, represent yourself best. Well, at the moment, um, because I do it eight to ten times a week in Belfast, it's, it's in a pub or yeah. and just with an acoustic guitar in the corner with right. the one speaker and and my sound done the way I like it. Um, because I haven't done a lot of original here recently, I'm sort of feeling my way back into it because yeah. it's um, I know it's it's hard to. You write a song, but how you play it live is a different thing, you know. And yeah. um, so you're just trying to work it out. And uh, but the more you do it, the more you get more comfortable with it. And so if you're sitting there in an acoustic situation with uh, in a pub and corner of a pub, relative to pre-COVID, mm-hmm. is the audience different? No, it's not. Um, it used to be when it was all seating. But I think um, I know during COVID the pubs were opened and music wasn't allowed and that's when people started to complain yeah. but that novelty sort of didn't take it long to sort of just take it for granted that music's there you know Again, it's, yeah. only, it's only when it's not there people start to go yeah. where's the music you know? yeah <laughs> and that's what it was asking in a way like do you feel that the audience are maybe a little bit more uh, receptive responsive appreciative of what yeah. you're doing yeah I hope so I mean I haven't really seen much change and in a lot of ways I don't really like to be I kind of like people just sitting there enjoying themselves. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like to be bothered when I'm playing music. You right. know I, mean? I just want to go out and do the, do the job, get paid and get out. Okay. You know, and um, that's, that's, but there's, because that, that's, that's the job, you know. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it's only when I'm playing original music that will occur. You know, I want people to listen. I want people to connect with it. I want them to hear it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, whatever, whether if I'm with a band or if I'm just being on a piece of guitar. Um, so, yeah, but... I think your battle's made a lot worse. I, I, I've said it before. It's just I just have a constant battle with sound guys. Yeah, it's constant, and it's um, I'm I'm still working out how to deal with them. You know. And do you do house concerts, or do you get the opportunity to do house concerts? Well, I was I was hoping to do that after Nola. Yeah. Um, and again, we're trying to work out a few exchange programs with Irish artists and Canadian American artists, and we're going to try and work something out. And um, yeah, looking forward to those opportunities coming up and um, yeah um, before we share a piece of music where can people find you? Okay. yes just go to my website 
michaelkerrmusic.com and I'm on all the streaming platforms social medias you know you'll find everything there through the website and what will we share? what will we share? what songs? Yeah. Uh, well my latest single is uh, a song called Life Goes On which despite what I said earlier is a song about death <laughs> so this is sort of a song <laughs> I wrote this song about 10 years ago um, and it was about I think it was about my granddad um, he was um, I remember my uncle telling me a story about my granddad sort of being on his deathbed and you know what it's like when someone's on a deathbed he's got the os- os- oxygen mask on them and my granddad was sort of going no get rid of it I'm done sort of thing and yeah. my uncle was sort of going you know no put it back on yeah. and then I think that was my granddad's way of just saying like I'm done we're yeah, ready to go ready to go and so I wrote that song about 10 years ago but I didn't want to release it because it is a a pretty intense song but um, just with, with, with at the start of COVID and sort of six months into COVID it sort of became a, a relevant song to me again and I gave it to a producer in Mike Mormica in, in Ireland and he says no I want to record that song for you right. and we put it out and um, sorry this is the last depressing single I'll ever release <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, but that's what the song's about life goes on you know thanks a million Michael thank you very much for having me